Welcome to the CoinGam Podcast. I'm your host, Fritz Charles. On this podcast, we attack the crypto asset and blockchain space from all angles, from the underlying technology to the economic impact. Every single episode, we try to look at the blockchain space from a new lens, and this episode was no different. But before we start this episode, I wanted to share a bit about our advisory services. We've built a huge network of blockchain professionals who can help you out with your projects. Whether you want to launch an ICO or you're just looking to do some deeper research, we can put you in the right place. We have advisors, blockchain developers, and legal professionals. If you need help, just visit us at coingamma.com. Now, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Coin Gamma Podcast. We're happy to have Sam Rusani, Chief Revenue Officer at ChipChain, on the podcast today. ChipChain is a blockchain-based solution provided for the transport and logistic industry. After a successful $30 million raise in a week, they're now building a platform that will disrupt the multi-trillion dollar transport and logistic industry. But prior to this, Sam was is very, very decorated. He was a serial entrepreneur. He's a blockchain advocate and investor and was a talent manager. He's worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, such as Sony, Virgin, Fender, Ogilvy, Universal Music, Heineken, Visa, and Mercedes. Sam, thank you for taking the time to chat with us this afternoon. We thank look you forward so to much. the chat. But yeah, like, you know, obviously I gave a little bit of your background, but you, who better to give a better overview than yourself? Please fill us in on anything I might have missed when it comes to your background, your road to the blockchain space. All right. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, first of all, for uh, for having me. Always super exciting. Uh, on my road to uh, to blockchain, it was long and, and uh, narrow. Um, <clears throat> I guess as uh, I started working in the music industry a long time ago, and um, I guess the whole keyword here was that I was always looking for innovative, new ways to promote music and the artist I was working with because sure. because you know I didn't have a ton of money and the big guys never let me in to play because I was a nobody sure so I figured well hey there's got to be some cool ways for me to promote my bands and 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 my music um, outside of what they're doing the, the big money so to speak so I started working on <clears throat> you know I didn't know what SEO was at the time but I found out that hey Way back in the days, if I just filled a, a bunch of keywords in and then made them, you know, the same color as the background, so you didn't see them really, but you would end up really high up on the search engines when searching for, you know, for rock music and electronic sure. music and all that. And then when what was the timeline for this? Is this the uh, ten years ago, five years ago, fifteen years? Oh, ago? this is this is like, God, I'm old now. Almost, almost, I would say like seventeen, eighteen years ago, okay. somewhere around okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know early 2000s sure and uh, myspace came along and then i did a you know a whole bunch of innovative stuff there that had the labels call me and they were like hey you know your unsigned crappy bands have more plays and views and friends than our major bands like what are you doing and i was like well you know send me a check and i'll do the same for you that's how i got into working with all the major labels and then of course um brands after the music industry crashed 2008 2009 um 
other brands started contacting me. Hey, we heard you do this cool stuff. Can you do this for us too? And, sure. uh, you know, Facebook came along, Twitter came along, and then way later, Instagram and w- whatever it is, uh, you know, ways of, of being innovative and not only spending money just to burn the, the budget, so to speak. Um, anyway, so long story short, blockchain was something new and, and edgy and innovative. And, and of course, I, I had to explore that too. You know, I had a... Um, I had a friend who got me into it. He's from Denmark, and uh, he's one of those funny stories where it's like, okay, you know, he was, uh, he came here about two and a half years ago, okay. and he was like, Sam, you got to invest in Ethereum. Right. And I was right. like, what, what the hell is that? I knew about Bitcoin. I just didn't know about the technology very much, but sure. you know, and it was like, oh, you got to buy it. And it was like eighty cents at the time, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Right. Uh, you know, so then he goes back because he was in L.A. visiting and then he went back to Denmark and calls me like two weeks later. He's like, I sold my house. I sold my car. I'm so, I'm sold everything I own. And me and my girlfriend moving in with my mom. And I was like, you're going to be single very soon. You know that, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, oh, I bought 250 K, you know, dollars worth of Ethereum at like one dollar. What? I was like, okay. wow. I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. And of course, uh. He's a smart guy, so he cashes out at around twelve hundred. Oh my goodness! So this guy made a hundred and something million dollars uh, off of that run, but but that was a little side story how much he made and has houses all over the world now. But but at, you know, as he started talking about it, you 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 know, when somebody you know and trust kind of goes really crazy into something, you're like, what the what the hell's going on? You know? So I I took a look and and I. I was like, why is this making money? What's happening? Like, it can't just be some virtual stupid thing, right? Right, right. And I just dove into the technology. My mind was absolutely blown. And I was like, wow, this is this is the future. And since then, I've just been obsessed with reading. Well, also how it connects with, you know, AI and IoT and all that. But blockchain is just, it's, I, I find it to be super, super cool and, and, and needed. So... No, that was, that's, a, that's an incredible story. I think everybody, a lot of people have that uh, that 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 story of uh, an early adopter. And because yeah. you know, before last year, all the early adopters in crypto, um, you know, they they quite quite frankly, they seem like crazy people to a lot of their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, it's but obviously you know it paid off quite quite well. Um, but you know, I think. You know, it's it's one of those things where now we're having a kind of a downturn in the markets, but now it mm-hmm. gives it gives other people to kind of get in, and, and you know, ho- hopefully have that same kind of uh, appreciation over the next few years. Um, I don't, yeah, think, yeah, I don't think we'll see if, if Ethereum goes back to one dollar. We'll, I think we have bigger problems. Um, yeah. But you know, I think that you know it's not twelve hundred at least, um, so people can kind of get in now. Um, pretty cool. Well, obviously, yeah. you know, you explore the space. You you have a pretty cool background in music. Um, got introduced to space through a, through a, a good friend who, who who's now pretty successful. Um, and so, how'd you, you know? How'd you land with ShipChain? What does ShipChain do, and what made you excited about the project? Well, I think it's uh, you know to, to answer that, I think it's so it's extremely important that we separate blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies first of all. Sure. Uh, because you know the the cryptocurrency craze was last year, you know, mega bull market, people making tons of money, but. But if you look at blockchain technology, it's way, way, way more than just cryptocurrencies, right? Um, and that's what we were looking at. Me and uh, and Brian Evans, our CMO, and and, and John, our uh, CEO, were we, well, we were talking about crypto, of course, in a, in a little chat. And then 
John was kind of venting about because he, he owns one of the largest fulfillment centers in the South. So sure. he sends out, you know, hundreds of thousands of packages every day. And he was kind of venting about all the problems he saw with the with especially with international deliveries. And uh, and then I was like, yeah, I mean, with some of these big brands I've been doing campaigns with, we've we've experienced all those problems, especially when it's importing stuff, you know, from China, which is very common or India or, or anywhere mm-hmm. in Asia. Right. And, and it's just been delays and we don't know where the stuff is and, and all these documents that nobody knows where they are. They need to be faxed in. And it's just like, yeah, it's you know, it felt like the Stone Age to someone who's very used to just super innovative tech. And we were like, wait a second, this is the perfect application for blockchain technology. And it's also one of the industries that, you know, Vitalik first addressed in his white paper for Ethereum was sure. the transport and logistics industry. So so that's how pretty much how it came about because we were, you know, we identified the you know, two of the main problems in the industry and it's, it's there's no unified track and trace uh, platform and there's also no real platform for document handling, secure document handling. So that's the, you know, Shipchain we utilize blockchain technology to I would say uh, bring an ecosystem that decentralizes, of course, but also makes the supply chain more transparent, more effective, uh, and more secure. Excellent. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of the the way it is. <laughs> no, I love it. I love how you made sure that we differentiated between crypto and blockchain, because um, yep. blockchain actually is is way more powerful than the, the kind mm-hmm. of the crypto craze, because um, obviously that was a lot that was very short term focused. Um, but the the whole purpose of this industry is to impact traditional industries and democratize yeah. them and, and make them a lot more efficient. Um, so, so thanks exactly. for that transition. Um, so I guess, obviously, you know, if I think about the U S a lot of shipping is done through, um, you know, companies like FedEx, UPS, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. do you envision your platform work with them or are you looking to be a replacement? How, how would that work? Well, first, um, our first focus is uh, is containers and pallets. So we're not going to go into the parcel, but uh, both those companies also have, um, of course, freight. And I mean, the the most the best solution for everyone is, um, you know, our motto has always been to integrate, not to replace. So mm-hmm. we can't go into a multi-trillion-dollar industry. I mean, you know, worldwide, it's it's at what thirteen trillion dollars. Right. You know. It's, it's a massive industry, and it's also a, a pretty archaic industry. So we can't go in and just say, hey, okay, we got to replace all your systems with a ship chain platform, right? That would scare the hell out of them. And just because a lot of them have just, have just spent tons and tons of money on, on digitizing you know, or going digital. Um, so ultimately, I see us adding a layer of blockchain and integrating you know, with APIs and et cetera, um, We'd like to work with those companies. I mean, you know, because um, our real clients here are the product owners. Let's say you own a shipment that goes from China to here. You may use, I mean, you might use five, six, seven, eight different logistics companies in between um, who historically and previously or traditionally haven't really communicated with each other very well so that's where the delays happen that's where the stuff disappearing happens i mean just in the u.s it's more than 30 billion dollars worth of theft every year uh i'm not saying these companies are, are guilty of it but i'm just saying like in between all these different uh fragmented sections of, of the supply chain um 
none, nobody really communicates, and that's what we want to do. We want to add that layer of blockchain to collect data from everyone. So, I mean, we would love to work with FedEx and UPS and all the other big guys, of course. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess the, the question is, again, I know you're not getting to parcels, but, you know, a use case for me is when I order something online and I look at the tracking number and, you know, sometimes I copy it wrong, sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, the person I bought bought the product on eBay from sent me the wrong one. Um, so uh, it seems like what you're doing is almost kind of, kind of having a decentralized tracking system that mm -hmm. where the numbers work across the different companies that may have a package or in your uh, perspective, uh, more of a, a larger uh, parcel that goes from country to country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. If you look at containers, like I said, traditionally the, the, the different actors in the supply chain usually have their own data silos so that they, and they don't want to share. Right. But now we kind of force them to share but not everything. They don't need to share all their data, but they do need to share uh, whatever we're tracking, right? If it's, of course, geographical location, but it could also be temperature, humidity, how many times the container has been opened, all that stuff. I mean, because one common question that I get is, of course, oh, you're talking about the $30 billion worth of theft, and so does blockchain prevent theft? And no, of course it doesn't. Right. Uh, but it makes it a lot easier to pinpoint where it happened because you can see... See, the whole thing with blockchain technology is provenance, right? Transparency and provenance. And provenance means that you have one original, true source, you know, of, of your document or, or tracking location or, or contract or code or whatever it is that you put on the on the blockchain. But you have the, the true original put on there and you can never delete it. You can You can update it. And you see exactly where the updates have happened, but you can't delete it. And, and of course, it's a consensus algorithm, right? So the whole network has to, uh, has to kind of agree on, on the updates that, that happen, at least on the public blockchain where we're building. We're building on the Ethereum blockchain. So, nice. so that's the whole thing, the provenance thing, right? That's the important thing here. Because if you have document handling, if you look at it like a bill of lading or a purchase order or whatever, uh, I mean, it, it just... We've we've talked to massive companies that you know whenever they send an order to China, it's like an email with 800 people and and PDFs floating back and forth. So in the end, they have to spend another week just to figure out which is the latest version and and who makes the call and and who decides. And you know you could effectivize that down to just a couple of days, from three to four weeks to three to four days by just having a document pipeline on the blockchain. Because here's the True original, the purchase order. Now let's only give access to the people that need access to it. You see what I mean? And then it follows. Uh, I mean, ultimately, the, the the full vision would be, of course, that it goes from the factory in in China throughout the ports and throughout customs and throughout everyone. But that's you know that's a that's not right now. It's that's going to take a while. But but in the end, that's I mean, you see, uh, U.S. CBP, the the Customs Border Protection, just went out couple of weeks ago that they're doing a big blockchain pilot wow. uh, internally and you know the port of Rotterdam and and all these big ports and and even customs organizations and governments are now doing tests because they see the possibilities in this because if you effectivize global trade you effectivize revenue generation and, and more tax money and and stuff moves faster and and uh, so it's I mean that's why we call it the you know, this is the fourth revolution. <laughs> well, fourth digital revolution, I guess, or industrial revolution. 
No, 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 no. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I think this, these are the type of stories they need to get out because um, a lot of people that have doubts about this technology always think about, you know, what's the use case? What's going on? You know, people are kind of thinking that the only way that you, the only way that we could look at blockchain being successful is when people are able to use Bitcoin and buy Starbucks coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's way more powerful than that. And there's def- many, many different use cases. Um, you mentioned that you're built on an Ethereum platform. So you have an ERC-20 token. Um mm-hmm. Why did you cho- why did you choose ERC twenty versus some of the competitors out there? Well, because um, if you ask Lee our CTO, he will he will give you a long rant about it. But 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 I mean, we all agree that there's only one enterprise tested platform that can handle smart contracts, and it's Ethereum. Now, Ethereum is not the most scalable yet. I mean, we're hoping for the Casper update that comes out. But here's the thing: it's been around for what four four and a half years. Uh, countries have tried to hack it. Big hacking groups have tried to hack it. Nobody has succeeded yet. And this has been going on for four years. So we consider it pretty secure. There's also, you know, market caps worth, I don't know how many, how many hundreds of billions on Ethereum. And as you know, the economies of scale of a blockchain is the more people that use it, the, the safer it becomes, right? So that's the whole idea behind i mean we've we're getting pitched on all these new blockchains on a daily basis why don't you build on our blockchain we can do a million transactions a second yeah but are you live yet no okay right, well right. you know or we've been live for a month and it's like yeah let's have the governments of, of pretty much every country in the world try to hack you first uh and then see where this goes you see what i mean so it's it's we feel that it's 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 the only viable solution at this point that's not to say that Hey, next year or in two years, there's, you know, there are better solutions if if Ethereum can't deliver with Casper, um, you know. But that's that's what we chose for now. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I think there are a lot of other platforms that claim to be faster. They've kind of artificially tested it, but mm-hmm. um, you don't have any live um, situations um, where you know they can say for sure that with live use they are faster. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, hopefully Casper works out because um, there are a lot of platforms that are depending on it. Um, but like you said, I mean, you know, people will use something different if it ends up being better. Um, yeah, pretty cool. So I guess you know, going oh, oh, you know, you're pretty passionate about blockchain. And so one thing I read yeah. uh, read about you is that you said that blockchain is the fourth industrial revolution. What do you what do you consider consider the first three um, factory? I mean, there's so many people, there's so many ways. The mobile, the internet revolution, the printing press. I mean, what what what's what's your first three? I guess. So the first three, if you look at you know historically, and and, and you know the, the 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 people that kind of coined the whole fourth industrial revolution are people that are way smarter than me. But I'm just kind of um, elaborating on it, I guess. But so the first one you had was trade associations and steam. Right. Okay. So it gave the possibilities to workers to kind of unite and set, you know, hours and pay and, and, and give them more rights uh, to not be used as pretty much slavery. Right? right. And steam, of course, which is steam engine, you know, completely revolutionized the world. We had also all of a sudden we had trains and, and, and well, even cars, et cetera. Right. Sure. And then and then, too, we had electricity and mass production completely changed the world. I mean, look at electricity, what it did. Right. It brought light to everyone and. Uh, again, you know, mass production, uh, Ford, etc. Right? I mean, it's just completely revolutionized the world. The third one was, of course, internet and e-commerce, which again completely revolutionized the world with everything we do. I mean, we're 
talking to each other over the internet right now. Right, right. Uh, and, and everything we do, you mentioned Amazon before. I mean, I barely go to the store anymore. I just buy everything from, you know, Amazon or Etsy or, you know, all these things online. Uh, and now the fourth one is, of course, uh, the, uh, what I would almost call the holy triad of future tech. It's this blockchain, IoT, and AI. And then some people love to throw machine learning and, and robotics or automation in there, but they, I think they kind of fall under the... The, 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 the golden triad there uh, so those those are the those are the big ones that are driving forward everything and they're going to change the world as we know it uh, but here's the thing a lot of people love digging into the tech when they don't really need to dig sure. into the tech because sure. it's like oh you have 4g gprs or lte whatever on your phone uh, do you know how it works do you see what i mean why yeah, do you right. need to know how it works I don't know how it works. I just sure. love that it's fast and I can check my email on my phone and I can watch videos and stream Netflix and all that. But I don't know how it works. Just like, you know, you, I, I don't really th unless you're a technologist or, or building something or integrating with, for example, blockchain, you don't need to know how it works. You don't need to know how AI works unless you want to go in and learn about the deep neural networks that are being built. And uh, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So all I can say is that it's it's. It's going to revolutionize the world as much as electricity or steam or the internet itself, and it's gonna it's gonna force major industries, uh, fintech definitely, and now of course shipping and logistics. Uh, and we're gonna see you know pharmaceuticals, we're gonna see hospital, we're gonna see all these industries are gonna have to really redefine how they work, and and you know they're gonna get. Um, disrupted. I kind of hate that word at this point, but but right. that's what's going to happen. You know, we're right. going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of blockbusters. You know, fall because of Netflixes are popping up, so to speak. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, disruption is the name of the game, and so um, yeah, you know, people like you said, we're, we're speaking to each other on the internet. Um, there was a time, you know, not too long ago, where to speak to people um, that were even outside of your city, you had to pay dollar per minute um yeah. right right now you yeah. know you could pick up many apps many things to speak to people and, and not only speak to them voice wise but even in um you know video um so yeah, yeah technology has 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 over the centuries have continued to uh disrupt old industries um yeah. that's pretty cool i guess one thing you mentioned obviously with the triad is uh, iot and you mentioned iot a little bit earlier um i would assume that your platform is leveraging iot because obviously you know for mm -hmm. you for you to know that a certain palette or let's say a certain piece of produce was um you know under a certain temperature when it went across idaho or what have you um mm -hmm. there would have to be some kind of data collection happening is is it iot yeah. that's going to be used and if if so how yeah absolutely i mean our vision is to have uh collaborate with different iot companies of course and then have um we've looked at one that has units you can put inside a container that measures, again, not, not only geographic location, but also humidity and temperature, but container opens, which is really interesting because then you can see that, hey, why was the container opened in Idaho, for example? It's not supposed to happen. Uh, there's even, um, we, we talked to companies that do tamper-resistant labels. So that means if you mess with the pallet, it sends a signal to the IoT device that then records it, of course, on, on well, on the blockchain in our case, but wherever you have it connecting to uh and and really reads that data but but yeah i mean there's there are tons of opportunities and possibilities on what iot devices can do i mean iot is 
um, we use it in, in transport and logistics to track and, and collect data, but it could be your, you know, your fridge or your, uh, whatever you have toaster, <laughs> you know, connecting to the internet at home. No, no, makes sense. That's pretty cool. Um, I guess let's go back to your, your kind of like the fundraise. You mentioned 30 million, 30 million in one week. Obviously, yeah. you know, I think it seems like one of the piece, one of the reasons why they brought you to the team is because you know how to market, you know how to grow, you know how to get extension to um, pretty solid projects. Um, so how did you execute that? How did you make that happen? Um, and how did that lead to your main sale? I see your main sale was canceled, so I'm not sure how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I, I really, really have to say this happened because of the team. Okay. The, the team is the most stellar team I've ever worked with. I've worked with some great teams, and I don't want to kind of, you know, uh, devalue their worth or, or anything. Um, but th this team is absolutely stellar, and it's only because of the team that this whole thing happened. But, yeah, I mean, you know they say overnight success takes 10 years, right? So last year we all took a massive, mass. I mean, personally – massive paycheck cut because I couldn't work on other projects because I spent, you know, 60 hours a week working on ship chain for nine months for free, wow. uh, even paying out of my own pocket, you know, for setting up legal costs. And the other team members did this too. So it wasn't only me, but, uh, you know, for, for lawyers and, and setting up documents and contracts and all that, because we didn't have any money. So that's, that's kind of what was, uh, I felt this was a project that, could really succeed and I just had this burning passion for what we were going to do how it was going to really change the world uh and in a positive way uh and also working with this team so the, the first nine months were spent like that working 60 hour weeks for free and even paying for stuff right wow. um, and then it happened we did the pre-sale and it was pretty much over and and I would say once we opened the doors, so to speak, uh, about a week, and we had um, our you know thirty million dollars worth of contributions, um, and then we had to cancel the the planned main sale because we sold out. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! wow. To, to 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 be to be so successful, you have to say no to additional capital. Um, yeah, yay. and we did because yeah because we set a limit. So we had I, I mean I had all kinds of crazy people call me and and. Uh, you know, offer all kinds of weird money. And I was like, I can't, you know, we can't, we're not going to go over. So we can't, we can't take anymore. Um, because, I, I, you know, at some point there's got to be, you know, I, there are a lot of great blockchain projects. There are also a lot of crappy ones. And yeah. I see some of these guys racing a ton of money. And you're kind of thinking like, wait, you're going to, you're going to build a website. Like, what do you need? 800 million dollars for it. do you see what i mean it's just right. like what are you, what are you going to do with all that money at some point there has to be a, a a kind of a ceiling right where you're like hey you know um because we're building a very complex platform and we wanted to have a, a you know a budget so that we can run without revenue if that would be the case for a couple of years now of course we're aiming to start generating revenue or you know q1 next year is we're going to start but I'm just saying because you never know with delays and, and um, uh, coming from experience in other companies. I'm not saying we're going to be delayed, but, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. It, just in case. Of course. Uh, but if we had taken, you know, $300 million, I'm pretty sure people would be like, um, you know, what what exactly are you going to spend $300 million on? Do you see what I mean? 
No, we had we, we took in the 30 million and and we kind of just we really budgeted it out for the next five years or so. Uh, nobody's driving a Lambo. Nobody's <laughs> you know getting stupid salaries. Nobody's we're not on yachts and celebrating with champagne. Everything's going into the company, and uh, you know we 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 really want to make this happen. No, 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 I like it. That's very. It sounds very responsible. Um, your token, um, uh, SHIP. So how do you, how is it used um, in your blockchain? So the the token is used only within our ecosystem. Okay. I think that's very important to point out first. It's 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 not a currency. It will never ever it will never be a currency. You can't go into Macy's and buy a dress with a ship token ever. Right. Um, it's only used on our platform, and it's used to settle transactions. It's used to reward. Uh, we have a driver reward program that we do for proper reporting from uh, truck drivers. So making okay. sure that they only drive the hours they're supposed to drive, uh, making sure they take their breaks, that they're not driving too fast. And of course, we're getting all this information from the electronic logging device in the truck. Um, and also just thinking green, you know, don't idle the engine for too long. Uh, and if they follow this criteria, they get a rewarded a certain, you know, a small percentage of the transaction that happens with the shipment. We also have moderators, actual physical people, moderators that we send out for, uh, for example, high value shipments to make sure uh, they have arrived or that they're on the way and, and to kind of help inspect and make sure that everything is all right. Sure. Uh, so, so that's kind of how it works. Um, and when I say it settles transactions, the plan is, of course, that you can pay in fiat, but this, all, the, all the transactions get settled in, in the ship token. So we're, we have a, a full um, ecosystem where it goes in and comes out, so to speak. Excellent, excellent, super interesting, super interesting, awesome. Well, you know, you know, I know you're a busy guy, so I want to keep it moving. Obviously, you are, um, you know, you, I believe you also advise on blockchain projects, so you're pretty mm -hmm. deep in the industry. Um, yep. Outside of ship chain, um, what are some other cool projects that you think people should take a look at? Oh, there are a ton of <laughs> cool yeah. projects. I mean, if you look at. Um, I always talk about ID2020, even though I'm not an advisor. I'm not even involved with them. Sure. Um, I, if you're listening, I'd love to be on your board. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but ID2020 is a, it's a project. It's a nonprofit that aims to give uh, people without an identity a digital identity on the blockchain. Because apparently, you know, one and a half billion people um, on this planet don't even have – they can't even prove that they exist. So – you know, they can't buy stuff, they can't open a bank account, they can't, you know, they're extremely limited in, in what they can do. They can, um, so I think that's a really, really cool project. I think there are a couple of others, of course. Uh, I'm actually helping out on UPIC that uh, that um, solves the whole problem with royalties and, and photographs and, you know, putting that online. That's been a big issue among, I'm a hobby photographer myself. Sure. Uh, so people stealing your stuff and not paying for it. And, you know, um, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, I know red pens doing, uh, getting rid of fake news stuff. Uh, I think, um, what else, you know, orbs, they're building a super cool DAP platform. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of really travel blocks are doing their, their really cool travel stuff. I mean, there's, I could, 
name a whole bunch. And I, I, all these, I'm not an advisor of, of you know, all these. Uh, I'm just mentioning them because I think they're cool. But, um, yeah, no, there's no, just no, a that's... lot of really interesting, uh, really interesting projects coming up um, that I'm, I'm, I'm really looking into. I'm looking into one called Radix as well. Okay. It's a new kind of distributed uh, ledger technology. Can't really say much about it because I don't know much about it. I just found it. Uh, last week but it looks really interesting so yeah awesome. lots we'll, of good projects out there we'll keep an eye out we'll keep an eye out um but yeah. i was you know like i said you're, you're you're a pretty uh busy man and i really really appreciate you spending time with us this afternoon um if somebody wanted to follow you um keep up with you as well as uh the, the ship chain project where should they go uh a website is shipchain.io it has a blog that we launched uh i think about a month ago or so uh, where we all blog and put updates. And then if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, um, uh, at Sam Rusani. Okay. Also, uh, Instagram, I try to keep, keep somewhat updated from my uh, travels and stuff I do. So it's at uh, Sam six foot nine. So Sam number six, FT number nine. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well, six foot nine. I guess next time we, we'll have an NBA version of this podcast for you <laughs> exactly <laughs> awesome well thanks again thanks for your time and, and enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much man really appreciate it enjoy your day too bye-bye bye-bye and it's a wrap for this episode of the coin gaming podcast we hope you enjoyed it Please share it out with members of your network, friends, family, associates. And most importantly, please leave a review on your podcast listening platform, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, you name it. That really helps the podcast out. It helps us get more exposure and share our content with more people. And don't forget, we're available to help you out with your blockchain-related projects. Just reach out, coingamma.com. Until next time, 